0: You're listening to the Crossing DE podcast from The Crossing in Milton, Delaware, a community dedicated to developing devoted followers of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Welcome, everybody. I feel like I need to introduce myself. My name is Mark, and I am coming off a season of sabbatical. I've been gone for five weeks, and it is so good uh, to be back. During my sabbatical, I got to visit all of our kiddos on their turf and uh, see some family members and parents and uh, grandparents and just had such a great time. Uh, when I was in Colorado Springs, I got to preach in Colorado uh, that first week away. Last weekend, I got to preach at my parents' home church in Florida and just, you know, love doing that. But today, I get to preach at the crossing. Eh? And I am so, I am so thankful, and uh, welcome everybody in person, great crowd, Uh, online, we know you're there, just welcome, 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 and uh, welcome back our team from Tanzania. Now, they made it back Wednesday night, and I think jet lag kicked in high gear Friday night. And uh, so we kind of pulled a switcheroo. You're going to hear from them next week. During next week's service, uh, you're going to hear from them. It was such a great trip. So much success. uh, So much paving the way for future trips and getting some other people involved. And and the Lord blessed them like crazy. And they're back safe. And we are so grateful uh, for their leadership there and look forward to next week uh, they're sharing. And uh, how about hearing a little appreciation from you for Adam Woods? How about it? Right? I tell you, Adam's leadership in my absence was incredible in his preaching. He, he, he had five sermons, and I said, uh, Adam, if you want to, maybe you should ask, ask Austin if he wants to preach one of those. And he said, he ain't getting one of my slots. So, uh, I tell you what, I, a, a blessing for me is I was able to be part of you online, you know, from afar, from a distance, and, you know, what a joy to, to be able to have that, and I tell you what, Adam Woods is a powerhouse, amen? Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Now, I know for a while we've been in this sermon series, Foundations. In this series, we have been answering some great questions, like? Is there a God? What's he like? Does he speak? Can we speak to him? If there's a God, why is there so much evil suffering in this world, right? Did you know we had an enemy? Did you know Jesus defeated the enemy? So what shall we do in response to his grace? What's the point? You know, how do we make the most of our lives, right? Some great questions. Today we come to this question. Why is the church so important? Why is the church so important? I tell you what, we live in a culture where it's trending to dismiss the church to despise the church, to depart from the church. In fact, if the world had its ways, it would want you to leave the church altogether or at minimum just kind of keep it at a distance and and maybe just keep it online. Now, I tell you what, I am so grateful for our online option. I really am. I'm so thankful. Uh, In fact, I got to enjoy it like crazy last month. Uh, And I'm so thankful for that option, especially for those of you who... Uh, might be at risk with their health or, or uh, m- maybe you work on Sundays and you have to catch up later or maybe you're traveling or maybe you live afar. I tell you what, it was a blessing for me to be watching from afar and b- still be connected. I'm so grateful for our online ministry. So thankful. Um, but the online streaming, the purpose is not to keep you lazy and in your pajamas on Sunday morning. And you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so get back to church. Uh, you know, we, we, it's so much better in person. Now, I'm thankful for this option, but I'm so glad you're here. Because the church is so important. And us gathering together is so important. And your participation is vital. Why? Why is the church so important? Well, the first answer I I would give you today is, uh, is really the only answer you need, and that is because the church is His. Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 18, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Listen, this isn't my church. This isn't Adam's church. This isn't your church. It's his church, amen? And that's why it's important. And I tell you what, the Bible tells us, explains to us, that actually the church is the, the church of Christ is the bride of Christ. And I tell you what, I wouldn't be dissing with his bride, you know what I'm saying? And the Bible actually explains that the church of Christ is the body of Christ, and the church is actually the family of God, and the church is actually the temple of the Holy Spirit, It's important. In fact, the church is the greatest organization on planet Earth. Amen? Amen. It is vital. It is so important. Even Jesus commanded, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. I, I like what John Stott once said. John Stott said, I am assuming that every one of us are committed to the church. We're not just Christian people, we're church people. We're not just committed to Christ, we're committed to the body of Christ, at least I hope you are, because the church lies at the very center of the eternal purposes of God on this planet. Friends, the church is not a divine afterthought. The church isn't just an accident of history. Oh no, on the contrary, the church is a reference to the people of God, His family. It's so important. So, today I want to look again at the very first church. And I want us to look at it through the description that is given us in Acts chapter 4. My favorite Bible passage in reference to the church, Acts chapter 4. And as we look at this passage, I want us to consider why the church is so important. Acts chapter 4, we're going to start with verse 32, uh, just three verses. Check this out. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed any of their possessions as their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. Wow. All of them. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed any of their possessions as their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. Wow, wow, wow. May the Lord bless the preaching of his word in this place. Amen? Amen. Man, I'm so glad I get to preach at the crossing today. Wow, I tell you what, from this passage, from the example of the very first church, uh, via the um, inspired words of the Holy Spirit, let's allow the Holy Spirit today to remind us why the church is so important. Number one, the church is designed by God is so important because it is designed to be a place to connect. You need connection. The church of Jesus is designed to be a place to connect. Our text says all the believers were one. They were together. They were unified. They were were connected. They were so connected. I want to suggest to you today that the church of Jesus Christ is designed to be a place to connect uh, in a couple different ways. First, as fellow followers of Jesus. As fellow followers of Jesus, our text says, all the believers, and I tell you what, the word believers, the translation of the word believers, that is such a weak translation of what is really intended behind the meaning of this Greek word. This is really a reference to the faithful ones. When it says believers, it's really a reference to all of those who have come to Christ out of conviction and repentance and surrender to Him. It's really a reference to back in Acts chapter 2, referring to all those who have come in repentance and were baptized into Christ. And here's what the Bible teaches. When you are connected to Christ, you are immediately connected to his body. And that means we are connected together, fellow followers, by his design. And I want to suggest to you that the church is so important because it's designed to be a place to connect as family, as family. The Bible teaches that you and I are brothers and sisters in Christ. In fact, the Bible teaches that the church is actually the family of God, Uh, Ephesians 2, 19, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens of God's people and members of His family. We're, we're a family. When you look at the first church, um, they acted like a family. The text says that they shared everything they have. That's what families do. Huh. The, the text says there were no needy persons among them. Why? Well, because obviously they loved each other. They took care of each other, right? They communicated with each other. They supported each other. And they encouraged each other. They took care of one another just like a healthy family. But there's a third connection I don't want you to miss, and I think it's in the text, connected as friends. I think you ought to have friends in the church. I think we ought to be friends. The the King James Version says it this way. It says our text, begins our text this way. um, All the believers were one in heart and soul. One in heart and soul, and most of the commentators suggest that one in heart and soul was a first century uh, phrase that actually described their close friendships. They shared such a commonality, they become very close in friendship. I like that. I think we ought to be friends. During the last week of sabbatical, uh, in the last uh, four days, I got to hang out with my Uh, parents in southern sunny florida oh sunny southern florida and we live here it was awesome all right and uh one of those afternoons while we were in southern sunny florida and jim and paula i know you're watching um Uh, I got to hang out with my mom and dad and my sister, Emily, and we were just chillaxing in their community pool. It was awesome. We were the only ones in the pool. In my mind, that's permission for me to rough a house a little bit more, but that's okay, Uh, we were in the pool. Then a couple, an an older couple comes walking into the pool area, and then they make their way into the pool, and as they were entering the pool, the, the woman was talking 100 miles an hour to my dad, who I know could care less about her conversation. (laughs) She She walks into the pool, and she's just, and she's so excited, and she explains to my dad, it's so funny to watch, she explains to my dad, I'm so excited because I have found a new friend. And my dad's like, oh, yeah, how's that? And she explains, hey, last week we were on a cruise. And on the cruise, I, took, I signed up to take a cooking class. And I walked into the cooking class, and I sat down by this woman, and I said, you love cooking? Me too. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> Florida? Me too. <laughs> what part of Florida? Northport? <laughs> Me too. Where in Northport do you live? A little community called La Casa. Me too! And they talked for hours and talked about how common they had everything. And she was so excited she had a friend. I think we ought to be a little bit like that. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> you a sinner saved by grace? Me too. Me too. You love and worship Jesus? Me too. Wow. You've been baptized into Christ? Me too. Me too right? You li- you're living for the glory and honor of Jesus? Me too. Me too. You go to the crossing? Me too. I tell you what, if Christ is your king, church is your home. It's the greatest organization on planet earth. And it was designed by God to be a place of connection. Now, secondly, this morning, I want you to get this. I want you to try to track with me on this. The church is designed by God to actually be a place of, to develop. It's designed by God to help you grow. It's designed by God to help you mature in the Spirit. It's a, it's a place to help you develop as a devoted follower of Jesus. Amen? It really is. Hey, when I step back and look at our passage for today, and I look at the characteristics that describe the very first church, uh, this is pretty amazing. And these characteristics that are described are something you have to grow into. I mean, they don't just happen overnight, like out of the baptistry, boom. Doesn't happen like that. You have, to, you have to grow into them. You have to mature into them. Develop them. For example, Unity. All of them were one in heart and mind. Really? Yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen by chance, does it? You have to work at it. You have to develop it. And um, I, I am convinced that the basis of their unity was Jesus and His Word. It has to be. It couldn't be anything else. Can you imagine us all in the same opinion about what kind of, what color carpet should we have in the auditorium? You know, can you imagine us being all thinking the same way on that? There ain't no way. Or what about, what if we, what if we just took a poll of everybody's opinion on what color paint should be on the wall? Oh my goodness. But we can unite on Jesus and his word. Amen. Absolutely. And that's that's what it was based That's why the bottom line of ministry here at the crossing is simply this. Put your full trust in Jesus based upon what you can see in Scripture. Amen. Hey Amen. D- don't, don't trust a particular church doctrine. It may be more man made up than God revealed. And don't you dare trust your favorite preacher. All of us know preachers can be wacko. I understand. And I wouldn't even trust your mama what she taught you because she didn't die for you. Jesus did. And he came out of that grave for you. And we're listening to him. And we're unified on him and his word. Now that take, we have to grow into that. So unity is something we have to develop, and so is the concept of stewardship. Did you see that second line in our text? No one, none of them claimed their possessions as their own, but they shared everything they had. What? That's not American. No, it's not. And neither is it support for socialism or communism or Marxism. Uh -uh. This is voluntary. You see, this is stewardship. The doctrine of stewardship teaches that all things belong to the Lord, amen? amen? And the doctrine of stewardship comes at the perspective that everything I have actually is a gift from Him, and if He wants me using what He's given me to help or bless somebody else, I'm in. Me too. Me too. <laughs> who, who am I to say no to the Lord, right? That doesn't happen overnight. I mean, you've got to grow into that. You've got to develop the concept, the perspective of stewardship, and and the same with compassion. Did you see compassion in our text? Yeah. Yeah, you did. There were no needy persons among them. You know why? They were so connected. They were so compassionate for one another. They would learn of needs. They would do something to meet the needs. They took care of one another. Compassion doesn't happen overnight. You have to mature into it. You have to develop, right? So the church is so important because it's designed by God to be a place to connect. You need connections. The church is designed by God to help you develop in the spirit, like grow, mature. There's one more thing I see here, and, uh, and that is the church is designed by God to be a place to serve. Now, my favorite line of this text is next to last, and and, and it says, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. Like every one of them. Not just the preachers, not just the staff, not just the worship team. God's grace was so powerfully at work in all of them. Wow, that's what I want. That's what I want in this place, amen? Amen. God's grace so powerfully at work. In fact, everyone, everyone was doing something. Everyone was contributing. Everyone was doing what they can. In fact, this is the power behind the biblical word of fellowship. This is true fellowship. The word for fellowship is koinonia, and the Greek word for koinonia carries with it the, the, um, my, the, my sharing, my contribution. That's why my definition of fellowship is my contribution to the success of us. What if everyone here... Was concerned about what they were contributing to the success of us. I tell you what, there is nothing more beautiful than to see every individual contributing in a way that makes us better and stronger. Amen? That's the key. That's the key. So here's what I would like for you to consider How are you contributing in a way that makes us stronger and makes us a success? How are you contributing? And I would like for you to consider hey, what are you really good at? What are you really good at, and how are you using it to strengthen the kingdom? Uh, What are you gifted at, and how are you using it to strengthen the kingdom? In fact, let me say it this way what are you really rich in? Because that's what you ought to be using to strengthen the kingdom. Now, be it money, or time, or talents, or resources, you know, uh, boats, um, just threw that in there. Um, whatever you have, what your skills, your hospitality, your friendliness, whatever you have, whatever you're rich in, you ought to be using it to serve others. And you ought to be using it to seek first his kingdom, amen? So obvious. The church is so important because it's designed by God to be a a place to connect, to develop, and to serve. Um, If you do not yet have a place to serve, I've got good news for you. Next Sunday... Next Sunday, after all three of our services, we are hosting a place to serve event. We are over offering a place where you can be a, a doorkeeper, right? A door holder, a place to serve. And if you're ready, this is your next step. You don't have yet a place to serve in the kingdom and you want a place, we've got a place. Next Sunday, after every, all three services, find your way back to the cove. Don't be lining to your car. It'll still be waiting on you. Go to the cove. You can meet some ministry team leaders. You can talk about what their ministry is all about. You can find a place. You can find a great place. We have a place for everyone. Whether yeah, whether it's security or technology or facility, I tell you what, and the truth is we have some spots to fill. We, we, we need more servants uh, in child care, uh, in kids' ministry. Uh, we need people serving. There's some spots on the worship team. We, we love more technology people to keep, you know, keep, keep it going. Uh, we, have a, we have a place for you. What are you good at? Where are you serving? Next week, we can land you a spot. Prayer team needs more prayer people. We have a spot. All kinds of avenues. Listen, the church is really important and your participation is vital. In fact, fact, it's so important that God the Father calls the church His family. Jesus sees the church as His bride. The Holy Spirit sees the church as His temple. It's really important. So I think the real question today, is it important to you? I mean, is the church important to you? May it be so. Lord Jesus, thank you today for the opportunity I've had to preach at the crossing. So good to be back. And Lord, I am so grateful for the church. And I pray, Lord, that you will use the word spoken today just to help every one of us be deeper in thought about our own contribution to the success of the kingdom and of the church in this place, The Crossing. Lord, thank you for your word that instructs us and reminds us of what our top priorities really ought to be. May we be seeking first your kingdom and your righteousness in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. For more information about The Crossing, visit thecrossingde.com or download the mobile app on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Music for today's podcast is from artist Sounds Like Sander, under license from soundstripe.com.